0: Hey, bringers, welcome to episode 76 of the Put a Ring on It podcast. For those of you here in the States and who are celebrating it, happy holidays, friends. Um, We are just on the cusp of heading into not only a new year, but a new decade, which for me and my organized brain just gets me so excited. So for those of you listening in real time, happy almost 2020. I hope you guys have some fun plans for tonight and everybody is staying safe and celebratory. I know that um, we are actually going to a really fun uh, roaring 20s party tonight. So I'm very excited for that. But anyway, we are talking in today's episode about feeling better in your body. And I know this is a super timely topic where everybody is talking about losing weight and setting goals and doing all of that. But We really um, get into this episode with talking about feeling better, because for some of us, we don't need to lose weight, Um, and it's just about being more aware of our choices and doing all that. So today's uh, guest host is Hannah Sender of Bride and Bliss, and I think you are absolutely going to love her. So in this episode, we talk about how much of getting healthy is nutrition and how much of it is exercise. We talk about why there aren't many one-size-fits-all tips when it comes to what to eat, though I very much wish that there were. Um, How to deal with stress eating. Guys, this is something that I do. I am super guilty of. I definitely share some vulnerable moments here in this episode. So um, hopefully this is helpful to you all. But we also talk about how much time to give yourself to see a positive change, how to maintain a healthy diet while also attending like your showers and your engagement parties and your bachelor and bachelorettes and all those things and even what to do when you Feel like you've fallen off the wagon and maybe make a not so great choice, or two, or three, or 20. So, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. I definitely learned a lot from it. It is not one of our more typical wedding, wedding, wedding episodes, but it is really focused around just, um, you know, taking steps forward in our best selves possible. So, I really think you're going to enjoy it. And, guys, um, I would love to hear your thoughts if you are part of our patreon community please let me know um please post your thoughts over there again i shared a lot of vulnerabilities in this episode i want you all to feel that that patreon community is a safe space to share yours as well if you're not comfortable with that and you just want to come to listen to the conversation i am all for that too um but yeah you can join our patreon community if you go to patreon.com slash p-a-r-o-i patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-a-r-o-i we are building a beautiful and wonderful community of people over there and i'm so excited and honored to be part of it you ringers um, are so kind and gracious with your support and i love what it's becoming so I can't wait to hear about that. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I hope you have a fantastic New Year's Eve. Hey, ringers. I'm Danielle.
1: And I'm Dan. This is the Put A Ring On It podcast.
0: We are two wedding pros sharing everything we can about planning a wedding. You ready? Let's do this. Hey everybody, I am so excited for um this episode today. I have another amazing guest with me um and we're going to be talking about something that I know very little about. Um, so I, it is a total turn of tables for me today. So I'm so, so excited. Um, I'm going to be soaking in today's information just as much as you guys out there. Um, so I want to introduce without further ado, Hannah Sender of Bride and Bliss. Now, Hannah, I'd love for you to give us actually an introduction to you and to your company because I feel like you can tell us best.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, Um, I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, so it's holistic nutrition, and Bride and Bliss is a holistic nutrition and wellness company service for people getting married so that they can feel and look amazing throughout their engagement, on their wedding day, and beyond. So the approach to this is for it to be sustainable, long-lasting, and kind of the opposite of the typical crash diet that so many people who are getting married fall into. Right. So uh, guilty. Um, as <laughs> our many of
0: our ringers know, uh, we got engaged uh, a long time ago now, I guess, is where it's becoming. But um, I, full disclosure, have been procrastinating on doing a few things because I'm not currently feeling my best from a health perspective. I mean, I'm not sick or anything, but like I know I've had some stressful years that are physically showing in my body, and I'm really trying to use this as my catalyst to be like, no, we're going to start making some better decisions, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, A, I'm so excited um, because this is the type of information that my brain really likes to um, eat up and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see what I did there in addition to the Oreos and the other things I like to eat up. But so what, Hannah, what kind of like started you on this journey with Bright and Bliss?
1: Yeah. So I graduated from my nutrition program in 2016 and I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I played around with a couple ideas. I just kind of one-off worked with clients, but I didn't really have like a business idea. And then I got married last June. Congratulations. Thank you. So June of 2018. um, And I am super, super into nutrition and wellness. And I was starting to find during this process, I was like, wow, there is so much stress and pressure. And, you know, it's just so, so hard. It feels like to take care of myself in the way I know how to take care of myself right now. So That was a little like, ding, ding, ding. This is, if this is a struggle for you, this is a struggle for other people as well. Um, And then I also just loved the process of working with my vendors, planning my wedding. It was just such a stressful, yes, but fun time. And I kind of ended the process and I was grieving it. I was like, I'm bored. I have nothing to do. I miss my vendors. They became like my best friends. And I was like, how do I kind of find myself back in this world in a way where I can do my thing. Um, So these worlds kind of merged and that was the idea for
0: it. I love that so much. I think it's – what you say is so true. And something we honestly talk about a lot on this podcast is planning a wedding is hard work. It's stressful. It's so much fun. It is such an exciting time of your life. But planning a large event that comes with a major investment in most cases, uh-huh. it's, it's a stressful thing. Not many of us have that type of just disposable income um, to, to throw money at this huge thing. So it's a lot. And I think for some of us, or even for many of us, I would say that the reaction well i guess i should just speak for myself here my reaction when i get stressed is to eat i i am a snacker mm-hmm. i will put the bad foods in i will feel guilty afterwards and then it doesn't mm-hmm. help anything like i've given myself such a temporary fix that doesn't help me in right. any way shape or form long term and i guess i know this obviously but sometimes i just need that reminder that you know, to put the good stuff in will help me so much more long term. So, um, so I love that. And obviously, um, I just want to start too with this conversation. Hannah's company is called Bride and Bliss because obviously she works in the in the bridal industry. And and obviously, as you heard, she doesn't want to leave us because we're an amazing industry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we are going to be talking about um, to everybody here today. It's not just um, the female brain that we're going to be talking about. This this is information that is for male, female, and otherwise Um, and if you are in a place even where um, you're like I don't need this information maybe somebody else does or whatever it is um, so feel free to share this with whoever you think might just need to hear this really good bit of information so Hannah, I was creeping around on your website, and one of the things I read which so stuck out to me, um, I actually just stole this entire line because I think it's so um, on point. She said, um, this quest for, quote unquote, perfection can so easily cloud your enjoyment of this exciting time, meaning planning your wedding. But you say, but what if you could instead view this as the perfect opportunity to really take stock of how you feel, to prioritize self-care, and to form new healthy habits? And I read that and I was like, "Amen, sister." <laughs> because there's there is an obvious stereotype about getting in shape for your wedding, and you know, oh well, I you know there's this pressure to like gotta lose weight and gotta do this and gotta look perfect, and I I don't buy into any of that, but I do believe that we should be on a quest to just take care of ourselves right and Mm -hmm. if being a bride or a groom is a really good motivating factor for you to make some healthier decisions and some little lifestyle shifts then i'm all for it i think as long as it's coming from a good place and not because you think you need to look a certain way or someone else is telling you you think you need to look a certain way if it's just coming from a place of i just want to make some better decisions for myself Um, for the many benefits that comes with that, then I'm all for that. So in your opinion, Hannah, um, how much of getting healthy is exercise and how much would you say is nutrition?
1: Just to touch on what you just said, too, is like that is exactly it. Like that is so it's like you feel this pressure. You so don't have to buy into it and you so shouldn't, but you do have this level of motivation that you don't always have. So why not use it sort of for good? Um, So I love that you kind of picked up on that as well, because I think it's just like, why not take this motivation that you're having and run with it?
0: Right. It's a, it's a built-in deadline kind of, you know what I mean? For like, it's not going to change. So.
1: Right. (laughs) But so to answer your question, how much is exercise? How much is nutrition? I think, um, in my opinion, you can't out-exercise a bad diet, right? So you can't eat Cheetos and Twinkies and cookies and then go run on the treadmill for 30 minutes and outdo that because that's doing so much more in your body than just maybe putting weight on. So if we're really talking about getting healthy, I think it's really a focus on the food and then Supplemental, healthy, consistent movement. So whatever that looks like for you, whether that's yoga, walking, hiking, hit exercises a couple times a week, getting on the treadmill, you know whatever feels good for you. But um, I think what happens is that people view exercise as like punishment for their poor diet. And so really it's doing more harm than good in the long run. hundred
0: percent. I, um, I made a little bit of a shift to my, um, my nutrition for one month. I, I was like, let's just try this for one month back in June. And my fiance Mike did it with me because I was like, I'm not doing this by myself. Uh, you need to do it too. <laughs> um, which helps me. I, I need, I'm a person that needs that, uh, accountability to somebody else. Um, I knew Uh I would be much better if I knew we were both doing it together, that I wouldn't um, quote unquote cheat and eat the things that I wasn't eating. Um, So I made a major shift. And up until that point, I had been um, kind of like starting exercise and then not seeing results because I... Absolutely impatient, but I kept doing these little things and I was like, "Ugh!" and I made that shift in my nutrition for that month and I dropped 10 pounds and that was one of my goals was to get back to a weight where I felt more comfortable and it was amazing to me that I wasn't really changing much on the exercise front. I made quite a change on the nutrition side of things but and for all for the good like I was still eating well and doing all that stuff I was just very much not eating the junk that I was starting to really default to and I was so surprised at how much better I felt all the things now obviously like I said I did it for 30 days and then uh made the unfortunate decision to be like well let's just start introducing those <laughs> junk foods again but it was a really good um wake-up call for me that was like, Danielle, it's not just the exercise. Like, you really need to incorporate Mm -hmm. both of these things in a way that's going to come together nicely. Because in my work, I sit all day. So I know I need to incorporate more movement. It's just what it is. But um, it really showed me how big of a factor the nutrition aspect was. Totally. So as you kind of work with all kinds of different people, are there any like one-size-fits-all rules or tips when it comes to nutrition that you have found
1: uh, so <laughs> I feel this is a partly yes, partly no answer to me. So my approach to nutrition, just what I learned and what I believe in is bio-individual, meaning that what works for one person may or may not work for the next person. So I like to use this as an example, but something that everyone thinks is really healthy, right? So pepper, eggplant, tomato, like, of course, that's healthy for everyone, eat eat it as much as you want, right? So for some people that's great and then for other people these are foods that are called nightshades and they have these compounds that can make it really 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 difficult for people to digest. They get all kinds of weird symptoms that seem unrelated and so you have to get in tune with your own body and start to really realize what makes me feel good, not what makes my best friend or my coworker or the person on Instagram feel good? (laughs) What makes me feel good? And so in that way, there's not really one size fits all. It's more about what works for my body. Right. Now, the reason I say like, yeah, there are some one size fits all rules is that like, yes, I don't think anybody needs to be eating Twinkies and Cheetos. I keep saying Twinkies and Cheetos, but that's what's coming into my brain today. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's like, yeah, that's not really going to work for anybody. That's not going to be good for anybody. Um, and then I also think there are some things that everybody can do that will benefit them. So like reducing sugar, reducing inflammatory foods, like figuring out what your body is intolerant to and removing those foods. Um, eating more gut supportive foods, right? And then incorporating mindfulness techniques. So I think like the nitty gritty is different for everybody, but there are some more broad things that everyone can benefit from and that no one will benefit from, if that makes sense.
0: Right. A hundred percent. Like, I think it's safe to say we can probably all drink a little bit more water throughout our day, right? (laughs) Hundred <laughs> percent, and a little less of all the other things. That's one of the areas in my life I feel like I have down. I really don't drink anything but water. Like I'm not a coffee drinker. I can't drink soda, um, so uh-huh. water truly is my go-to. Um, but it's definitely like as you say, Twinkies and Cheetos. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. So that's so. What when you, when you said like there's like also a mindfulness part of it? What can you talk more a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I think nutrition and wellness, right? So it's not all food. I think there's so much mindset work that goes into making a for real lifestyle shift. Um, And it's, to me, almost as important as the food that you're eating, because food is so emotional. There's so much tied to food, there's memory, there's people, there's experiences, it's so social, there's just so much tied to what you eat. And so it takes a lot of sort of mindset shifts, mindset work, mindfulness practices, to start to really feel like you're doing a well-rounded version of what your self-care looks like. And so, you know, it's, it's journaling, it's meditation, it's movement, it's, All of these different things that are so, so important so that, first of all, so that food doesn't feel like an obsession because, you know, even if you're healthy, if you're obsessed, it's not necessarily a good thing. But also just so that you're taking care of yourself kind of not to sound woo-woo, but in body, mind, spirit, it's all part of it. Um, And so I think people kind of get this laser focus on just what they're eating and they're missing half of what taking care of themselves might actually look like. Yeah.
0: And I think, like we had said earlier, planning a wedding, um, it adds stress to our plate, right? And it puts us Mm -hmm. in these mindsets where we're like, oh, just give me the, I don't have time. Let me just run through the fast food Mm -hmm. place. Um, Mm -hmm. But then it's, then you're just kind of maybe adding to your stress level because now not only are you putting something that doesn't, you know, isn't great for your body in you, but now your body's having to work so much harder mm-hmm. to go through that, that you're not solving your problems. So I think that's, um, what you said is, um, that little bit of a mindset shift is really great for kind of combating that stress and, but like also approaching food from a, from a different angle, right?
1: No. Yeah. Just the thing too, about stress when you're planning a wedding is it's really, really interesting. Um, all of these sort of like processed inflammatory refined sugar foods they're actually stressing your body out so it's not that you eat like a piece of cake and you feel stress in the way that you think of stress but in your body it's stress and so it's really interesting when i talk to my clients about this who are so so stressed they're planning all the things they're juggling all the vendors and i tell them like look If you're eating these things, you're actually adding so much stress and it's really cool. I don't like to use the word control, but what I mean by that is you have a choice of what you put into your body every single time you eat. And so here's one thing where you can choose the better choice and you can start to remove all of these pieces of stress that are happening in your body during this time. So it's really cool and it kind of makes people stop and think like, wait a second, is this really the thing I want to be eating? Is this serving me or is this adding to this already kind of crazy stress load that I'm feeling? And then they can make a more informed choice.
0: Right. I think um, I think that's a really great point for, um, for so many of us. Uh, that sort of knowledge can be so helpful uh, because like you said earlier, you look at things like tomatoes or peppers and you go, well, gosh, this is a vegetable. This is like something that should, what in the world could not could my body not like about this? But for some of us, that's just not a great thing. I know for me, uh, I think soy is like a bit of a trigger for me that if I have something Mm -hmm. with soy in it, I will be so tired. I can just lay right down and fall asleep regardless of the time of day within a half an hour. Um, And I started putting those two things together. And now, um, now that I'm aware of it, I can kind of be like, oh, (laughs) I definitely had something with soy in it. This is why I'm feeling that way. My body is just—I'm assuming—working really hard to try and process this. So, Mm -hmm. uh, just like those little things, listening to your body and doing all that—it's—it becomes really interesting uh, as you kind of go on that journey with it. But have you—is—is where I get stuck is the second I tell myself I am never allowed to have this thing again? Because I love sushi, right? Which means Mm -hmm. there's soy sauce involved and edamame and those things that involve soy. But the second I tell myself, well, I can never have that thing again. Mm -hmm. A, I want it now more than ever. And B, it's like, (sighs) well, it makes me sad. So is it something where do you have to just never have that thing? Or how does... Help me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So... You know, I think I've found in working with people that, first of all, this is a personality thing, right? So some people, you can tell them, this doesn't make you feel good, you know this doesn't make you feel good, and they're going to say, okay, I don't want it anymore. I genuinely don't want it anymore. I happen to be that type of person. Oh, I'm so jealous. But then for a lot of other people, there is this, like, you tell me I can't have something, now I want it more than ever, Um So what I would say is that's a personality thing, and so you kind of have to honor that, right? So you can have sushi once in a while, and if you happen to know that you're gonna feel like a little tired after, plan for it. Or don't eat it all the time, make it a treat, make it, but don't make it just about the food either. Like are you going out to a meal with friends, and it's sushi, and there's so much more happening. It's really interesting. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of rest and digest. Mm -mm. Okay. So you have to be in this rest and digest state to actually digest your food. And so it kind of gets a little tricky, but if you're going into a meal saying, this isn't good for me, I'm going to have trouble digesting this. I'm going to feel like crap after I eat this. You're probably going to be right. But if you go into a meal and you're having a meal with friends or family and you're laughing and you're talking and you're having really good conversation and this food is almost like the side on the side of what's happening, your body will digest it better, which is really really cool. Because your body is relaxed and you're having fun and you're socializing, which is a huge part of being well, right? And so it's like you kind of figure out the ways that it works for you and you prioritize other things if that makes sense to you that
0: so makes sense. I've absolutely been in that situation before. I know the foods that trigger me, and when I go into it with the like this is gonna suck um but I'm uh-huh. doing it anyway, but this is gonna suck <laughs> it's always a much different thing than when I just do it and I'm focused on you know the people I'm with and the you know the experience that's kind of surrounding it but I didn't realize um I thought that was. Me just maybe ignoring stuff. Um, but that's such an interesting concept. Um, and actually a really great again, mindset shift too, uh, mm-hmm. of how to look at it that you're not a bad person because you're eating this food, right?
1: Right. Ugh, I hate that's that. That's a that's a yeah, that's a huge thing um that comes up all the time is like I failed, I'm a bad person. And it's like a hundred percent no what you eat has nothing to do with who you are as a person. If you eat something that's not good for you, it's okay. Like it's all okay. I think it's about having a lot of grace with yourself right. too. And just, especially if you're viewing this, not as a diet, but as a lifelong choice, it's like, you're never going to be a hundred percent perfect. A hundred percent of the time. It's just not possible.
0: <laughs> Saying that to a Virgo is like, uh, just gives me like itchies. Because.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, for my
0: Virgos out there, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, And also on the note, like I mentioned earlier, um, I know myself and other people, you can kind of make these little shifts. But sometimes when you don't see either – I don't want to say immediate because I don't think anyone necessarily expects to eat a healthy dinner and lose 10 pounds, right? But when you're you're mm-hmm. doing the thing and you're making the shifts and you're not really seeing much change, it can feel a mm-hmm. little bit like, why am I doing this? Like, is, is this right for me? Um, so do you recommend that people give themselves like a certain amount of time to to either see change or to just make some real positive changes in their life? Like, is it like hang in there for this and then you'll see a little bit of a shift with yourself.
1: Yeah, so again, I would say this differs for everybody just based on where they're at, what's realistic for them. Um just personally and how I work, I like to meet people where they're at and so if I'm telling you to completely overhaul your diet and I'm adding so much more stress to your life, we're not going to get anywhere. Um so it depends, but if if it's someone who's really really ready to full on commit, do it for a full, you know, 100%, it's kind of cool what you can see happen in like a month, I would say. Um, But then more generally, I feel like three months is a great starting point for most people to start to really start to see or feel or both some shifts. And the cool thing too is three months can feel like a long time when you're in it, especially if you're impatient. But when you really start to feel a difference or see a difference, it's so motivating to keep going. And so, yeah, maybe you're not seeing it in a month, give yourself three and then reevaluate from there.
0: Right. And that's, um, that's a good way to think of it too. If you look at, okay, if you're at, um, point a right now today, and like this is the first day where we're going to start making some changes just think of like 90 days out you can do this 90 days out you're going to feel let's just say better right like at the very least you're going to feel better and however better and whatever better is to you like that's i, I know that's what i want right so if you want oh. that as well like think of it like 90 days from now that's just three months that's you can do this, right? It's so, Uh so possible. Um, I want to go back a little bit to kind of what we were talking about, um, with the idea of, okay, well, if I don't eat perfect all the time, am I cheating? Am I a bad person? What is all that? Because, (laughs) you know, eating healthy at home is very much one thing, but between, you know, for our ringers, they're in a stage of life where they've got engagement parties and showers and bachelors and bachelorette parties, and just going out and trying to be social with friends and maintain that you know, that aspect of their life, is it mm-hmm. possible to, to maintain that type of uh, healthy lifestyle throughout all of that? Where you know, if, if someone's throwing you a party and a shower, you're probably not in control of the menu and the choices that are being made for you.
1: You know what I mean? Yep. So this is of course a huge concern for most of the people who I work with. Um, because it's true. They don't want to feel like they can't celebrate or go out with their friends and have the parties and do all the things and they should do all the things. It's a time to be celebrated. Um, but so what I like to talk to people about and what I've found is that this is kind of like a two-part answer. So there's kind of an emotional aspect to this and then there's just a logistical aspect to this. So Logistical meaning like if you can choose the place that you're going to go out with your friends, you choose the place. If you can look at the menu ahead of time, do that so you can go in with a little bit of a game plan. Um, I always tell people like have a little snack before you go if you're going out to dinner so that you're not starving because no one is really able to make. Uh, I like to say like an aligned choice when they're. Starving starving. So set yourself up for success in that way. Um make sure you're drinking a lot of water, like you mentioned earlier. If you're going out to a bar, alternate your drink with seltzer. No one has to know what's in your glass. Like I always like to remind people of that. You don't have to make a big deal of it and no one has to know. You're just taking care of yourself. So there are the and making tweaks, right? Like subbing the dressing or putting the sauce on the side or subbing vegetables, all these little things that really don't feel like a big deal. And these are just like the logistical aspects of going out and still taking care of yourself. But then there's the emotional part, which I personally find is actually the bigger deal. Like everyone can kind of figure out these logistical things. And I think it's not really about that most of the time. I think um, it's this it's hard to put yourself first, right? Like people don't want to do it. They feel really uncomfortable. They feel really selfish putting themselves first. And I talk to people about this all the time where they'll say like, I was out with my friends and I felt like I was a burden and I felt like I had to kind of be apologizing for making this choice. And You know, I felt like maybe they thought I was judging them for what they were eating or how they were drinking or for their lifestyle choices because I'm being like more picky now. And it's really this kind of idea to me that it's like you do not have to apologize for taking care of yourself. You are allowed to take care of yourself in whatever way you want to. And if you've made a decision, not like, I'll try until this gets hard. No. If you've made a decision that this is what you're committing to, then you've made the decision and that's what you're going to do. And so you kind of, again, it's a mindset shift of like, you know what? I'm not a burden. I'm not going to apologize for this. I know I'm not judging anybody else. I've made this decision for me because I want to feel good. I want to look good, which to me is almost secondary. You know, I want to feel really good. Um, and so it's this whole kind of, yeah, mindset, emotional practice of standing in your power a little bit and just deciding that this is what I'm doing for me and it's about me and that's okay.
0: And it doesn't have to be, um, you don't have to use, well, I'm getting married as an excuse, right? Mm-hmm. It, you it, it, that can be a completely unrelated and should be a completely unrelated part of it as far as what you may or may not feel like you need to explain to your friends um, that you're with in these situations, right? Because I think that would be me as I would try to be like, well, you know, like I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get married and we like, we're, I just want to really look my best. And like, I, I don't, you don't need to carry that excuse with it. Like, I just, I just want to make in this moment for me, like, I just want to make this choice. And that's, yeah. that's all it comes down to.
1: Yeah, I think it can turn into a little bit, you know, when you when you go to I'm getting married, and it's kind of this excuse, and it's almost an apology for what you're doing. And then what happens when the marriage is when the wedding is done, then what do people expect of you? So I think it's really kind of like I said, standing in your power. There's no shame in taking care of yourself. And there's this fear, I think that you're going to trigger other people when you do this. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, and I don't mean this in a harsh way, but the reality is like, it's not your problem. Your problem is yourself and how you want to feel and look and live your life. And so I think, you know, you can go to the parties, you can do all the things and still take care of yourself and decide like, I'm not going to eat this for someone else's comfort. Kind of, I'm going to do what I need to do. Right.
0: I think, um, a lot of the, if you're getting the vibe that like, okay, your friends maybe are judging you. I think a lot mm-hmm. of it, or even teasing you, right? Because sometimes our friends can can say things that hurt our feelings and don't feel the best. And sometimes it comes from a good place. And sometimes it comes from a place of maybe they're a little bit jealous that you're making this choice and that you're, you're taking the hard route and seeing mm-hmm. benefits from it and doing all these things. A lot of times that's where that teasing um, or judgment is coming from and like Hannah said that's not your problem that that's you know maybe that's something that eventually they'll come to you and say like hey how did you what kind of started you doing this or you know have you found anything that works for you and that's where you can like step up as a good friend and be like yeah awesome like let's let's talk about it or you know let's go from there or here is this person that I've been working with and I kind of want to talk about that a little bit because Hannah this is what you do and Mm -hmm. I feel as though As we go into the year 2020, there are so many roles and jobs and careers in this world that didn't exist 10, 20, 30 years ago. And there are amazing people like yourself. Obviously, I think nutritionists have been around for a very long time, which is wonderful, but I don't think they've been as accessible as maybe they are now. Mm -hmm. So is it common for people to work with someone? Like what what kind of is the, the path? Because I think for someone to think, I just have to learn all about nutrition on my own and figure this out on my own feels like a really tough task to add to the list when I'm also, you know, planning a wedding and do, doing all the things like as a person, um, yeah. how can we navigate this?
1: You're saying like, how do they, how do they come to me?
0: Yeah. Like how do they come or how do they come to anybody that is a uh, nutritionist? Yeah. Like, is, is, it, is it realistic that um, an average person can get this type of help? or is it just for the Kim Kardashians of the world, for lack of a better person? Right, 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 person? right.
1: Understood, yeah. I think um, you're right. I think this used to be far less accessible for people. Um, I also am not a registered dietitian and I haven't gone through that level of training, and so that's a whole other world. Mm-hmm. I think for people like me who are in this kind of more holistic wellness realm, it applies to everybody, first of all. And it's so, so I think people are kind of coming to terms with this idea of health and wellness more and more and understanding that it's a, it is a holistic thing, right? It is like body, mind, spirit. And yes, you can look on Google, of course, you can try and figure out what to eat. You can look up the meal plan that's posted on Google. But I think people really want to know how does this apply to me? And How can I start to see the benefits of this? And also, I need accountability, right? Like, I need someone to kind of hold me accountable to this until I'm able to do this on my own. Um, So if that answers your question, I think it applies to everybody. Yes, again, specifically people who are getting married are thinking about it a little bit more um, intensely. But at the end of the day, like, everybody could use this type of support, right?
0: Because obviously, there's um, a weight loss factor that is desirable mm-hmm. to some people, but certainly not everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but are are there other um, benefits for someone who is getting married to, to making this little bit of a shift?
1: 100%. And yeah, just to touch on what you said about the weight loss, I always like to talk about that. Um, not everybody wants to lose weight. Not everybody needs to lose weight. Not everybody needs to fit into this box, right? Of what you think you need to look like when you're getting married. And that is great. Um, Of course, weight to me, weight loss is almost like the added benefit of taking care of yourself if weight loss is a goal of yours. But really it's about feeling better. It's about having more energy when you wake up in the morning. It's about not needing to rely on the caffeine. Um, your, your skin looking good, your hair and your nails feeling really strong. You just kind of feeling this, you know, reduced bloat. And uh, I mean, everybody wants to feel that way, right? Like no one wants to eat dinner and stand up and feel like ashamed a little bit and feel like they don't feel confident in being in their own body. And so, there's all of these other benefits that are to me so much even more important really than weight loss. Um, And it's just this general sense of vitality that you start to feel when you're taking care of your body and you're getting the nutrients that your body needs. And you're kind of getting rid of the things that have been clouding you. Um, Which reminds me like brain fog is huge. And so many people tell me they're like two, three months in and they'll say, you know, I feel like my thoughts are more clear. And I'm like, yeah, because you're more clear and, and no one expects that when they go into this, but it's such a great benefit. And when you're getting married, it's like, yeah, you want to feel more clear. (laughs) You want to know what you're doing, communicate well, talk to your vendors well, figure out, you know, the vision you have for your wedding. All of this is really important for that.
0: For sure. I, um, I, uh, am uh because i work from home in what i do mm-hmm. i eat lunch at home just about every single day and my go to is like something that has to do with a ton of carbs right like it's a sandwich it's like pasta from the night before i crave carbs so much for lunch um but i will always hit a slump in the afternoon where no matter how hard i try everything is just getting forced for my brain to mm-hmm. work and function like it was in the morning i have fantastic mornings my afternoons um, Um, more often than not, can be a struggle. And it almost always goes back to what I've eaten for lunch, that if I've made a better choice for lunch, my afternoons. I mean, I think everybody takes um, a natural dip in the afternoon in terms of their energy and all these things going on. And that's just like a ton of data that's out there supporting it. But Mm -hmm. um, it's like, okay, well, if I can make the little bit better decision to have a little bit more productive afternoon – when Mm -hmm. I need to, uh, then why not do that more? Um, but it is interesting just kind of seeing the other benefits that come with, um, making these little bit of choices. And I think, like you said, weight loss is like, yes, that's one of it, but there are so many other facets to all of this that, um, like I said, I think we all, um, who doesn't want to feel just a little bit better, especially that bloated feeling. I hate that bloated feeling after you eat. It just, oh, it just, it sucks from head to toe, right?
1: You feel like you want to go home, put your sweatpants on, lay on the couch. And it's just like, yes, we've all been there, but it's, if you could not feel that way, even better. Right. A hundred (laughs) percent.
0: Now, is there, um, is there advice that you have for somebody who's like making some healthy lifestyle choices and then they just kind of fall off the wagon and they make kind of yeah. not a great choice after not a great choice. And then they feel like, Oh my gosh, like I, I did that good thing. And now I'm just so far gone that like, ugh, what's the point? You know what I mean? Cause it can yeah. feel really defeating.
1: hundred percent. Um, this is something else that comes up again and again and again. And I think this stems from this sort of diet mentality that most of us have come from, which is that you're either good or you're bad. You're doing it or you're not. You're successful or you're failing, right? And I think to me, this comes back again. I said this before it's having so much grace with yourself and being really nice to yourself and knowing that you're in this for the long haul. And that if you mess up for one mess up, I'm going to put in air quotes because I don't even like to use (laughs) that kind of language, but okay, you mess up for a meal, for two meals, for a week. It's like, okay. So what your life is so much longer than a meal, two meals a week, like move on, stop beating yourself up for this. And also when you start to really get in touch with your body and how you feel, it's like, oh, I ate that meal last night and it's not about I'm going to gain weight and I failed. It's more like, how do I feel right? Like, do I have a headache this morning? Am I feeling bloated? Do I feel a little foggy? Like, ooh, I don't really want to feel this way. I wasn't feeling this way before, I'm gonna go back to that because that felt really good. Um, And so getting in touch with your body is huge and just sort of, you know, when you feel like you're nourishing yourself, it feels really, really good. And when you're not, it's okay, right? You're human. Like I said before, you're never gonna be 100% perfect, but if you're in it for the long haul, to spiral and get out of control and beat yourself up, like, why are you gonna do that to yourself? it's okay. Have forgiveness, grace, kindness, all of that. And then the same way you would talk to a friend, you would never, ever say to a friend what you would say to yourself after you've eaten something you didn't want to eat. So it's just about, and realizing too, that every single time you eat, you have a choice, right? Just because I ate a piece of cake last night doesn't mean that now I need to wake up and eat pancakes and waffles for breakfast. It's like, okay, new opportunity, new day, new meal, like no big deal. So again, as we've been talking about, this all feels kind of like mindset work really. Right.
0: Um, that's really true. I think, uh, what you said about your, you wouldn't talk to your friend the way Mm -hmm. so many of us have that inner dialogue with ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, there was also something, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast. So if I um, if I have, I'm sorry for repeating it, but I think it's worth repeating either way. Um, I don't know if I heard, I think it was I heard on another podcast at some point that if you always had a friend who you were making plans with and they just were never showing up, they were never quite reliable, they would just say like, yeah, they're going to do the thing and they just didn't do the thing. You would start to learn that that friend is just not somebody that you can count on. The same Uh goes for how we talk to ourselves. If we make promises to ourselves that I'm going to eat better next time, I'm going to eat better next time, I'm going to do – I am going to get out and go for a walk today, and then we don't, your brain absolutely starts to learn Uh that that voice in the head, that person – is not that reliable, and yeah, he or she right. said she's going to work out today, or he or she right. said they're going to have a good lunch, but we know they're not. You start to identify as, well, I'm just not a person that sticks to my word, and I'm not a person that um, that follows through on what I say, and that is a major. Um, I don't want to say problem, but it's it's not a great place to be in when you can't trust yourself right? And I'm there. That's uh, like, I got to this place. um, And I'm slowly trying to navigate it and and learn how to come out of it. Because um, I mean, I'm not a bad person in any stretch but i am absolutely a person that really i'm hard on myself and this all comes from like therapy and learning all this stuff i know i am hard on myself the way i talk to myself is not how i would hope i talk to anybody else on this planet um and the same thing i can be so accountable to other people that is where i shine but when it comes to being accountable to myself i am always the first person to like let myself down and it's just Uh like well wait a second um I think I deserve a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? And that's every person does. Um, So it's tough to kind of step back, though, and and look at it from that perspective, because I, especially going through therapy, I always told my therapist, if I'm not hard on myself, what if I don't get it done? Like, I need to be Mm -hmm. hard on myself. I need to make sure that I am getting whatever it is done. Um, and like, if I'm not like beating myself down a little bit, what if I don't do it? And she just let out said, have you ever tried the opposite where you're like encouraging yourself? She's like, and I was like, well, no, (laughs) she's like, then maybe you don't know, you know, maybe that could have result in something better for you. And I was just like, all right, well, that's a really great point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really interesting. I was actually thinking as you were saying that, like, because I work with a lot of people who kind of feel the same way and they beat themselves up and they, the dialogue in their head, they can be so just like mean to themselves really. And I say the same thing. I say like, well, can you try another way? Can you try another way for like a week? Right. Can you just be so nice to yourself for a week and see what happens? And then more often than not, if they can do it, it's like, you know what? I f- just felt so much better. Mm-hmm. Like that was such a more pleasant way to exist right. and to go down this road. And so, yeah, it, it, that's interesting yeah. that you I think, say that. Yeah, I
0: think even just being more, more mindful of it sometimes, uh, the mm-hmm. week when, uh, this was probably about a year ago now, the week that she said, like, have you just try, like, what does it look like? What's the worst that's going to happen? If you do this for a week, what's the worst that happens? And I was like, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> going home and you know I talked with my partner Mike about it, it was like okay this is what I'm going to try and the every time I would sort of say something um, you know de- putting myself down or being like oh I was I was so stupid I did that Um, it was nice because I would have him to be like hey you know you said you weren't gonna do that and I, it but the more I was aware of it and the more I saw just how much I was saying those things it was like oh this might really be a problem in the sense that i did not realize how often i was doing that and like you know like i said if if that was somebody else talking to me that way i wouldn't want to keep them in my life so gosh we need to make a change here and it's like a constant constant journey to kind of go through that and navigate that um and the same goes with any type of healthy mindset um, and lifestyle choice that you want to make. Like it's, it's a journey and there's going to be times where you're like kicking butt at it. And then times where you're like, today is, is not going <laughs> as well as the other day. And that's, uh-huh. that's okay. That's just the the ebbs and flow of, of life. Um, totally. And it is what it is. Yeah. You got to give yourself grace. But what you said um, about how okay that was like one week where like maybe you just fell off the wagon and you just it was it was it was what it was but like Mm -hmm. you have hopefully so much more life ahead of you that are you really going to let that one week dictate the rest of that I hope I hope not for you guys Um, right oh that's so true uh, I love this so much. This is like such good information. Um, I hope you guys, <laughs> I hope our readers are enjoying this as well. And we're I, 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 not really talking too much about wedding stuff, but um, I'm excited because this is the type of information that, Uh, I think we can all just listen to and hear and get those little reminders. Um, One of the things is to totally switch gears here. I read in your blog, Hannah, that you enjoy doing at-home yoga uh, when you need to distress. Uh Do you have a favorite app that you like to use for that? Or do you just kind of like do um, your own flow of things?
1: So I am terrible at yoga horrible like no 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 <laughs> this is see no you're not terrible at yoga don't talk to yourself that no I find it very amusing it's like there you go no you know I'm not hard on myself about it I'm more just like this is funny to me that like I can't touch my toes it is what it is um so I do I'm not sure if you've heard of yoga with Adrian. yes yes yeah, so she has a YouTube channel she has like thousands probably of free videos. She is amazing. So I just do her videos at home. Um, I tend to do the ones that are like, you know, 15 minutes, like not much, just really, it's more about like centering, breathing, taking a minute, you know, after a long day of work before jumping right into cooking dinner and doing all the things. It's like, I'm going to just take 15 minutes for me right now before I move on with my day.
0: Right. And it's 15 minutes or whatever it is that you have to spare right like it's Mm -hmm. we we all have it I mean I obviously I don't know everybody's situation and there are people that have barely a second to breathe um but if you've got time to kind of pop on Instagram or on Facebook or on Pinterest to kind Mm -hmm. of do the mindless scroll thing you've got time Mm -hmm. to to make this little bit of time for yourself I'm um I'm a big advocate of that too I have um a yoga studio that's pretty close to my house that um I occasionally will walk to they do um, these like five dollar community classes on Friday nights that are awesome that when I can I try and do that because I just feel better when I do it and the more good choices I make, the more good choices good choices I continue to make so that's what I keep telling myself but um I was curious to see what you used. I have um an app called down Dog Yoga and this isn't an ad for for yoga by Adrian or any of it but um <laughs> i I love down dog yoga it's um it's an app that you basically just put in how long you want to work out for you know how you want to do yoga for rather how like if you want to focus on like your hips or just stretching or just you want to move slow or you want to move fast or you know whatever you can like customize all of it and just go and that worked well for me because what I found was I would have um these other different apps where there was like different designated classes and I would spend like ten fifteen minutes scrolling through the classes trying to figure out what I wanted to do that by the time I was done and I found it, I was like, well, now I just don't have as much time and I don't know if I <laughs> want to anymore. So this app for me worked really well because I, I didn't have to make any decisions other than like, how long do I have? Do I need to focus on anything? Go like that's That's, that's all I got to do. So I like that a lot.
1: You said down dog mm-hmm. yoga, yeah, it's
0: down dog. I think it's just, yeah. Down dog yoga. It's a little blue icon um cool but yeah i i'm a big fan of that one and it's got it's just i think it's just down dog um but it's it's very cool um now, how- there's an app for everything. Oh my gosh, there's <laughs> such an app for everything. Um, but it's it's interesting because I go through different phases of my life where sometimes I do a lot of uh, yoga and things like that at home. A lot. <laughs> That's a relative term. More than usual. And then there's other times where I see that I need to get out of the house and I need to go to the gym or go to the yoga studio or go for a walk. Um And I'm just trying to kind of go and roll with it because for so long as a Virgo, I think I so wanted to have that this is what I do and this is my routine and this is this is this is what it's going to be. And I had to get to a point in my life where I just had to be like, I just need to do something um, and I'm going to go off of every day what feels like it's going to feel best to me that day. And that's what I'm going to do. It doesn't need to be that, oh, if I don't do it every day, then I'm not going to do like for now at this stage of my life, I just want to do something. And that's good, (laughs) you know,
1: it sounds like, yeah, you have a lot of awareness around it too, (laughs) which is awesome. I mean, I think with exercise, with food, with wellness in particular, there's this like should list of like all the things we should be doing. And it's like, I should eat this, right? I should do like the celery juice thing, even though I find it disgusting and I'm like choking it down. Or I should like go to the gym and run for an hour when I'm kind of tired and what would really feel good right now is just like going for a walk. Um, so yeah, just like getting in tune with your actual body and what would feel good for you. And it might change every day, every month, doesn't really matter. It's more about actually listening and tuning in. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So it sounds like you're really aware, which is great.
0: <laughs> I uh, sometimes I don't know if that's a good thing um, because I do feel like I am aware of a lot. That on the days where I feel like I'm not as in a healthy of a headspace, that that awareness shifts to, well, you know all these things. Why, like, why can't you? Which is like my trigger phrase. Why can't you just do? whatever it is. Um, so it's hard. It's really hard navigating all of this. Um, and you know, for our ringers out there, uh, I know I'm not alone in this and I think we're all at different stages and different levels. Um, but you can just, um, you can make little shifts that feel good to you and feel right to you and you know pat yourself on the back for just making that little bit of a good choice and yeah and give yourself grace when you go hey maybe that wasn't the best choice and, and just kind of yeah. go on from there don't carry it with you guys Um, because I think that is um, that's that's a tough thing to carry around for sure yeah Um uh, cool and Hannah anything else you wanted to add before we kind of wrap up this episode and learn how to get more in touch with you
1: <laughs> hmm. can we just
0: have your phone number Instagram email like all the things.
1: <laughs> anything I want to add no I mean the one thing I'll say it just occurred to me like thinking about you know weight loss and all of this stuff is like so many people come to me with this goal of weight loss right they're getting married and they need to lose weight they need to fit in the dress or look really good in the suit or whatever it may be and what I find really fulfilling and what ends up happening almost every time is that the weight loss becomes an afterthought and people come to me and they say like, I feel so good. And then they'll have the wedding day and they'll say, I felt so good. I felt so clear. I wasn't worried about what I was eating on my wedding day, which like no one needs to be worried about. That should be the last of your concerns, least of your concerns.
0: To interject, you should worry about eating, guys. You eat. <laughs> yes. So many couples get so busy that they forget to eat. So A, make sure you're eating. But yes, go ahead. Sorry.
1: I, I, I told my planner actually on my wedding day, I was like, look, this is no compromises. Like I am sitting down for dinner. Everyone else is gonna have to wait and I ate a full plate yes. on my wedding day. Um highly recommend doing that. But <laughs> please eat. But um, no, it's just nice. You know, you, it's not just about weight loss. And if you don't have weight to lose, it's like, you can still feel better in your body. Um, And it feels really good. So
0: and if you if you don't have weight to lose, but you're not making the best um, decisions when it comes to what you're putting in the body, just because you aren't a person who's um, showing it physically, uh, Mm -hmm. you might just be Um, having symptoms that you don't even realize you have, that things are really happening under the surface. Um, Or, you know, maybe your metabolism is just incredibly high or whatever it might be. But just because you're – because that was me. I was at 20-something that was like, look at me. I can eat McDonald's and it doesn't affect me and all this stuff. And then one day it just – everything shifted And it started affecting me in a way that I was like, holy moly, what's going on here? So it's hard. And if you're at an age where maybe you are a bit younger, um, for many of us, things change as we go through uh, different ages and stages of life. So just because uh, the Oreos and the Twinkies and the Cheetos, like Hannah said, just because they're not necessarily, you don't think that they're necessarily affecting you now, um, yeah it could very easily affect you long term or in the future in a way where you're just going to wake up one day and you're going to have that Twinkie and all of a sudden you're going to look down and you will see the Twinkie sticking out in your <laughs> stomach you know what I mean like it just <laughs> happens. so and that's okay and that's where that's where you go okay this is this is time to make some little shifts and take care yeah. of ourselves so yeah awesome totally. okay so Hannah how can our ringers connect with you and learn more about um, the services you offer and, and what you do
1: Yes. Yeah, so my website is brideandbliss.com. Um, and then these days I'm spending most of my time on Instagram stories, having fun, showing my day, you know, the usual thing. And my Instagram is at bride.and.bliss. Got it. Bride.and.bliss.
0: Got it. I'm going to be yeah. following that today. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So
1: yeah, those are the two main places I'm hanging out awesome and you are
0: based in I think you said are you in New York
1: I'm based in New York I actually work virtually so I work with people everywhere um but yeah I'm based in New York awesome
0: that's cool so I wanted to make sure that you um you work with everybody from all over the place so that's awesome oh okay Hannah thank you so much for for joining me for this episode it was amazing so
1: Thank you so much. This was a great conversation. I love talking about this. I so. know. Well, I hope <laughs> so. It's what,
0: <laughs> if you were like, oh, I have to talk about nutrition, that would be kind of crazy. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about weddings. That would not be good. Talk about it all day long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. It's awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a on a Podcast. Before we wrap up this episode, I did want to take a moment to give a huge shout out and a virtual high five to our amazing Patreon supporters. Guys, your encouragement. I can't tell you this enough. It really means the world to us. And we're just blown away by your generosity, your support, your kind words. Um, If you want to join this fabulous community of ringers, which we hope you do and help us reach our goals for the show, check out patreon.com slash P a R. O I like put a ring on it. Patreon.com slash P A R O I. There's all kinds of different options starting at just two bucks a month. Um and some really fun things in store for you, like video recordings, hangouts with Dan and I, and just a place to have your questions answered. Um, and really guys, I know two bucks a month doesn't sound like okay, that doesn't really make a difference, but it cheers us on so much, you have no idea. Another way you can support our show is to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast in iTunes or wherever in the world you enjoy this podcast. It honestly helps us so much. Finally... If you want more details on anything that we talked about in today's episode, you can find the show notes at com, And of course, you're more than welcome to connect with us on all of the socials. I'm at dpnak, D-P-N-A-K on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Interest. And guys, don't forget about Dan. You can find him at, at Daniel Moyer Photo on Instagram, Daniel Moyer Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. Definitely make sure you give him some love while he is away on his paternity leave. And finally, remember that we are here to help you. But no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that you and your wedding are going to be amazing because you rock. Until next time, ringers.